Before the podcast begins, just wanted to let you guys know that there are going to be some audio issues in this episode. Um, we do uh, we, we did double check it. The content is still all there. Of course, it's just going to sound a little different depending on the segment. Uh, but we do appreciate your patience. Uh, we are a brand new podcast, of course, and we're uh, we're always looking to get rid of these uh, these hiccups. Um, anyway, enjoy the show. Welcome to the show. I'm Chris. I'm here with Alex Navarro. And our host with the most, Peter Marchiafava. And you're up against the whole camp. All right. Welcome to the hard cap, everybody. Chris, Alex, what is going on, gentlemen? Not much, man. Not much. Just hanging out. It's a beautiful thing, right? Beautiful day today. Just enjoying it. I love it. But it's a beautiful moment. Ba-da-ba. Actually, no, we, we have to cut that. That's copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, that's not going to make the cut. All right, guys, before we get started today, I do want to go over the trivia question from last week. Unfortunately, Alex, um, we weren't able to put that trivia question out on Twitter because we're not quite ready yet. This is a work in progress, so we appreciate your patience out there. You know, that was one of my best trivia questions that I ever created. I'm going to be honest, I, I don't think I can ever top this one. They, they missed out on a good one, Peter. I they really hard, did. Hard. Not gonna lie. <laughs> but here's a question. Here's a question. Since, since uh, you know you didn't uh, your last week's episode, or you forgot the question. Uh, what is the only NBA team to be first in their conference during the All Star break and trade their leading scorer uh, after the All Star break? All right. So, do you guys have any uh, any guesses again after some a week of doing research? I didn't research it at all. Okay. I trust my gut. And my gut is telling me the answer would be the Portland Trailblazers. Okay. I feel like it was the Dallas Mavericks. And I'm going to be specific here. I'm going to say it was Michael Finley. Michael Finley. That's, that's an interesting I one. I think that's it was Scotty Pippen from, from. Zippin Pippen. All right. Good guesses. Great guesses, actually. Uh, both are wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So here's here's the answer, and the reason I, I I put this this question out there is because they're actually in the playoffs right now. Uh, they haven't made the NBA Finals since 1961, I believe, and I don't feel bad for them if they don't make it again this year and, and extend that streak because they did something really stupid in the 93-94 season uh, while being first oh. in the Eastern Conference. They traded. Dominique Wilkins, yes. the human highlight film, and and this is it was real. It's such a it's the human a highlight film. real. No film, right? Is it real? It's film? real. It's real. It, he he was good. He was a good dunker. <laughs> he was real good. <laughs> he was real good. There you go. Good pun. Uh, but no, he actually was only second in scoring in the NBA the '93 season, only to Michael Jordan with 29 points. Uh, the following season, he was uh, around 26 points. I don't know where it was ranking that season, but still 26 points is solid. Uh, I think his contract was uh, was coming up, um, was ending, and they didn't want to deal with signing up a 30, 33 or 34-year-old player. So uh, they instead ended up trading him to the Clippers for Danny Manning. And, um, you know, you can see how the rest of their season went from there because <laughs> – Oh, it yeah. was the Knicks that made it to the finals, not dumb, but such such a dumb move. I hate it when uh when the business aspect 
gets involved in the game because I really felt that they had a great chance that year to make it to the finals and, and possibly win the whole championship. I don't know. I mean, the Houston Rockets, it was only really Kim Olajuwon at that point. It didn't have Clyde Drexler until the following season. So, um, you know, it, it was, it, you know, with that team, it was Dominique Wilkins, uh, Kevin Willis, um, uh, Mookie Blaylock, Stacey Augman, solid team, Very. really good chance. Business got in the way of it, trade him away. Only dumb team to do it. Hopefully it doesn't happen again. That was a great question, Alex. We look forward to the next one. Christopher Emmanuel Paul. I, I just have to start with this because our guy had 41 points, eight assists, and was seven for eight from the three-point line, including three three-pointers to close out the Clippers and finally make it to his first finals. And I, I love the fact that he actually did it by using all the skills he obtained over uh, over a 16-year career. You know, like, he, he hit the jumpers. He had, of course, like, the best court vision of anybody. And he also got under the skin of a few players. And players who tried to get under his skin ended up getting teed up or just plain ejected themselves. Patrick Beverly. Come on, dude. You're better than that. Um, but it's just amazing. I, I just I want to hear you guys' thoughts real quick before we get started. I mean, Patrick Beverly poured in 11 points. Uh, in that game he did he did and you know he had every right to go after the guy who just dropped 41 i'm kidding that's ridiculous <laughs> obviously frustrations were high but man oh man chris paul was good he was real good he scored points yep and he, he made sure that the clippers knew about it too that was that that's really what got under his skin because it was it was a modest game overall for him you know when it comes mm-hmm. to assists he had eight he had four uh, four rebounds, but I think his impact on the game was still very, very large from a points standpoint. Alex, what, what are your thoughts, man? How many how many points did he have in the second half? Wasn't like 30, 31 points just it in was the second insane. half alone? Mm-hmm. And and like you were mentioning, he just did it all from mid-range. I just I loved it. That that old school basketball, old school mentality. I loved it. Um yeah, Pat Bev uh from Chicago kind of represent him all the time so i can't let him go i mean he lost his temper but still love him from chicago uh still got to represent him but uh yeah definitely definitely lost his temper there unfortunately. yeah i mean he he it, it was really unfortunate because i you're you're right alex i do like pat bev's game for the most part you know the guy just plays with so much energy he just and whatever happened it happened and now he's going to be suspended for the first game of uh of next year but it's kind of amazing the suns are now favored to win it all and it's not just because the remaining teams are missing their superstars, you know, like Chris Paul is actually building his career up to this moment. And I, I really think it's his to lose at this point. Absolutely. I think Brooke Lopez uh, surprised a lot of people. He played some vintage Brooke Lopez uh, basketball that he used to play with the, with the Mets back in the day. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see how dead in the water the Bucks are without uh, Giannis. But um, no, I'm definitely rooting for Chris Paul. Couldn't be happier for him. Um Definitely changing his his own narrative. Dead in the water, like I said yeah. last week uh, in, in OKC, and uh, found a great team, uh, an old coach that he trusts, uh, some old heads with uh, some some young old heads with uh, uh, with Booker and uh, uh, Aiton, uh, who, who definitely follow him and follow his lead. So, uh, love that story. Really rooting for them. Uh, hopefully, they do finish it off. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Do you guys feel like you would change your narrative on the best point guard of all time? If Chris Paul, let's say he wins one or two championships by the end of his career. Uh, I know for me, it would be a yes. Um, right now, I've got Isaiah Thomas up there as the uh, as the tops. And um, Chris, we were talking about this offline and you were mentioning how 
not only similar their stats are, but how Chris Paul is actually ahead of him on a lot of different stat categories. And and even with that information, I still believe Isaiah Thomas is the better point guard right now because Isaiah Thomas, like he he did it when it counted. Like his his finals performances against the Lakers or you know the Trailblazers, like he he really just made it all happen for that team. Now, Chris Paul has the chance to do that this year. This is his team. He is the man right now. So, yeah, if Chris Paul gets this chip, I, I would definitely put him uh, I would definitely put him at the top. And I feel like I'm in that camp, too. What about you, yeah. Alex? You know, I've been hearing a lot of things uh, these playoffs with, you know, um, Stephen A. Smith coming out and saying that Donovan Mitchell is, is the best Utah jazz player ever uh, to wear that uniform. Uh, he also compared um uh booker to to kobe which i think mm-hmm. is, is actually pretty relatable but i mean uh he doesn't play both sides of court like kobe bryant does exactly and i had i had a friend who was who was saying after dame hit those two clutch shots that he would pick him over anybody to hit the you know last game over jordan over lebron over anybody uh and i was like okay we're, we're all kind of living in the moment right now and i get it it's a playoff it's intensity and all that i i still can't give him the best of all time Maybe after two or three, he gets in the conversation, but the game has just changed a, a lot, especially after 2004. I mean, you can't, you can't touch these guys. He lives in a, a very open space where he, he doesn't get touched. He can go where he wants to on the court. Uh, now a lot of interference in front of him. And that's not what Gary Payton had to deal with. You know, that's not what John Stockton had to deal with. That's not what Zeke had to deal with. So, you know, just comparing those two things, I, I, I I, I'm not going to fault him. I mean, he's doing what he he he's doing in, in this era, but I, I still can't put him as as the best point guard of all time. It's yeah, and it's hard to compare a very different game that was played back in those days, right? But I do want to point something out in an era now where it's you know lackluster defensive play, right? Chris Paul, all defensive first team seven times. So the guy's playing defense in an era where it's not as common to play defense, so it really shines. But there's still defense being played. There really is, especially in these in the playoffs for sure. But I mean, late in games during the regular season, you're still seeing that defensive intensity that we used to say see the whole game back in the 80s and 90s. So, but it's just so hard, you know, to compare the two games. And Alex, you're right. You know, living in the moment is so common. You know, take a couple of years ago when Kawhi hit that that game-winning shot that bounced around the rim, and everybody was going nuts over Kawhi. He's a good player. He's a great player. Um, but we got to remember not to live in the moment when we're going to compare the two. Each each style of basketball lived in its own era, if that makes any sense. But it's it's a very different game, so it's hard to compare the two. I do think by the time it's all said and done, Chris Paul's definitely going to be in the top, you know, three or four conversation point guards all time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously, I forgot about Magic. I mean, you really, Magic is like heads and shoulders, just number one. And the man had his career cut short before he was able to get those counting stats he needed. So um, I'm going to recant my my previous statement and say Magic is, is going to be number one. Like you said, Chris Paul's got to get two or three under his belt before he can get to that conversation. So I'm with you there. Yeah, but like you were saying uh, about Kawhi, with him and Chris Paul, I always loved them because they always, you know, played both sides of the court. And that, that is an uncommon mm-hmm. um you know, Trey and, and these superstars. Now they kind of focus on the office events. So I always love that about him. And I guess that, that's why I'm, I'm rooting for him to, to win it all this year. So, yeah, um, yeah he's definitely uh, the best coin card right now. And I'll give that to him. Um, and like, I think I, I agree with Chris. He, he's, um, he'll definitely be in the top, uh, you know, two or three uh, by the end of it all. 
Good call. Good call, guys. And and and, and speaking of careers, we, we've got two gentlemen here whose careers are just getting started. Um, back in the 2018 NBA draft, there was a trade that was made. Um, Dallas moved up and traded away their number five pick in the following years, what turned out to be number 10 pick, to move up to number three and pick up a uh, EuroLeague MVP known as Luka Doncic. When Atlanta got their pick at number five, they took a young Oklahoma point guard named Trey Young. This year, both of those storylines kind of intersected. Not, of course, that they were playing each other, but that they were both leading teams that were going deep into the NBA playoffs. Um, I want to hear you guys' thoughts on this. Who do you think won that trade? Do you think that the trade should have happened? Do you think that the players would have been better on their original teams? Let's 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 talk about this. Chris, what do you got? Gosh, I actually... I like the trade for uh, for both teams. It seems like the players fit um, well on those squads, and I think that's probably, you know, Dallas knew they they wanted a player like Luca. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, it's so close. I mean, if you just look at stats alone, it is crazy how close it is. And with the exception of rebounds, they are yeah, extremely I mean, take, close. But Luka's... you have to take the rebounds out. I think. Well, well you don't you really have to. I mean. <laughs> They're both playing the same position, really, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's tough. I think individually speaking, Luca is going to end up being a generational talent. He's he's awesome. He's awesome. Um, Trey's awesome too. Mm-hmm. This is a tough one. I don't know if 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 we can really make that argument. So soon, we're only three seasons in. Obviously, Atlanta made it further in the playoffs than than Dallas. Um, so a lot of arguments have been made about the supporting cast for both of these players. Um, and, you know, we've had conversations about maybe some of the, the teammates working against uh, Luca uh, in some cases. So uh, you, you want your team to go far. You got to drop the selfishness off at the door when you walk into the arena. Hmm. And if Dallas is incapable of doing that, then they're never going to make it to the point where Atlanta's done. Good thoughts, Alex. Yeah, uh, I, I I love the trade for, for both teams. I really thought that uh, Luka was a great fit going to Dallas. I mean, they had those years with uh, Dirk Nowinski, another European player. Uh, so I thought, you know, him going over there was kind of a build on that. Uh, and, you know, the fanfare really uh, connected with those type of players. And, uh, you know, with, with Trey going to the Hawks, uh, you know, I, I'm not saying that was a similar connection over there, but I think he's doing a great job. Um, it, I, it's a little bit easier on the, the East uh the Western, uh, I'm sorry, the Eastern Conference over there. Mm-hmm. So um, he, he, you know, took him a little bit longer to um, get get that strategy to make the playoffs. And I think uh, McMillan is, is a great head coach for them to, to do that for him. So I think that's why they made that, um, you know, they're both, you know, point guards, uh, great point guards in the league. So I think that was a good connection for them. Uh, but as far as those two players, um, Luca, like Chris was saying, is more of a, a generational type player. Mm-hmm. He's He'll probably be in the same realm as, you know, LeBron, Kobe, uh, Tim Duncan. Um, and and kind of Trey Young is is kind of in the, I think, in the Chris Paul realm. But that's not bad. That's, no. still, that's still good. No, I, that's, I disagree with that. You you do, because he's, he's a great scorer. He, he passes well. I think he passes better than Luka Doncic. He's one of the best passers in the league. Well, um, he doesn't, he doesn't, sh- he shoots a lot, but he doesn't shoot. Uh, quite like Steph Curry. I mean, as far as percentage wise, um, if you look at his three pointers, he's only averaging about 34% from three. I, and I think that 
went up maybe a little bit to 36% in the playoffs. Uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but, you know, not, not drastically higher. Um, the only thing about Luka Doncic, though, in the playoffs is that his free throws just went down, like awful down. <laughs> like, I think he was shooting in the 50% uh, realm uh, these playoffs, and I think he saw about 60% the, uh, the playoffs before. So I don't know what happens to him in the playoffs that so he can't make a free throw. He's, it's not like he's – He's fantastic. He's only in about the 70s during the regular season, but that that's an issue he needs to fix. But he doesn't have a lot of issues to fix. <laughs> like he he's he's a really good uh, player overall. Yeah, Trey um, Young shot 32 percent on average from three in the playoffs. Oh, 32. So it went down. Okay, so it went down in the playoffs. But um, but no, I think I think it's it's a great trade for both of them. Uh, I think the X factor is the additional first round, as far as that trade specifically, the, the additional first uh, round pick they got with Cam Reddish. Uh, if he develops into uh, another All Star with the Hawks, then you can you can say the Hawks won that trade. But right now, I think I think Luca is a little bit ahead. I I do think Luca's ahead as well. Um, I, I I see Luca like you said both Alex and Chris, he is a generational talent. I, I see his skills fitting, actually fitting Magic Johnson's skills really well. Um, just both in their heights, just the ability that they have to, to kind of do anything on the courts and the fact that they don't quite look athletic and, you know, you're not going to get too many dunks out of them, but they're still going to do the things that you need to do. Um, whereas Trey Young, I do feel like he is more of a Steph Curry. Now, I'm not going to lie. I was shocked that I saw that his three-point percentage was that low. I thought he was a much more... Um, a much better three-point shooter. He's clutch, though. Like, right. You think he's a really good because because you know because it feels like he hits him when it guys. counts. Exactly, right. exactly. But yeah, not so, not at the realm of, of of staff at all. So maybe that's more of an Iverson trait then. You know, the percentages were never there, but he made him when it counted. That's true. That's true. I, so, I can go there. But, and obviously, even, that's even Iverson. Yeah, even Iverson, I would put yeah generational. So I, but, you know, I, I'm not ready to put Trey Young there. He, he showed great leadership these playoffs um, and a lot of excitement. He was he was fun. Mm-hmm. He's fun to watch. It really was. Uh, but no, I, I don't see them. I don't see him in that realm. But like I said, Chris Paul is is not in a in a bad era himself. So if you compare him to Chris Paul, even right now in his third year, I, I don't think that's a, a bad comparison. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely. I mean, definitely high praise. That's for sure. I want to point out that Allen Iverson averaged twenty six point seven points per game. Trey Young twenty four. They're almost the same on rebounds. Allen Iverson is behind him on assists per game, eight point nine to six point two. So yeah, but who leads in swag, Chris? Allen Iverson leads in swag. He trails him in field goal percentage, three point percentage. And free throw percentage. Yeah, but what yeah, about Iverson, clutch percentage? Iverson, yeah, didn't shoot a lot of threes. Iverson went to the lane. Like he was, he was a small guy, but he drove to the lane. Yeah, you know they, they're playing different, two different games completely. Mm-hmm. Allen Iverson was Derrick Rose reminded me of Allen Iverson when Derrick Rose was playing in his prime because he had no regard for his own safety. Yeah, him, Dwayne Wade, they just went yeah. to the lane and yeah. they, they got beat up. But they Russell Westbrook. Yeah, Russell Westbrook. and Westbrook has stayed healthy. And playing with that explosiveness throughout mm-hmm. his whole career, it's nuts. Anyway, well, he hasn't actually stayed healthy. He's gotten injured, but he just he's comes just, back from them. Exactly, he's back, and he's still he's still he's a warrior. A, he is. Yeah, he's still a dominant player, even when well, he comes actually, back from those injuries. I think he's a wizard now, Alex. <laughs> you see what I did there? <laughs> I, I see. I, I see that what good. you did there. That's good. That's good. That you was got good. me. You got me. Check and mate. Yeah, it it is kind of amazing, and and I really do. 
I, I mean, both of their game styles are amazing. Like they, they both play a very unique style of basketball that is extremely fun to watch as far as, you know, us being fans of the game, you know, th- this is what the future needs to be for these two guys. And it's just amazing that they're, they're going to be linked together, you know, throughout their entire careers, they're always going to be the guys that were traded for each other. Um, they are. And usually it doesn't work out. You know, there's one exactly. good guy and one bad. So this is amazing that it's working out. Neither like of them are succumbing to the pressure. It's more like that, that Magic Johnson, Larry Bird rivalry where they're yep. kind of pushing each other to be exactly. greater. Except if but, the Lakers uh, and uh, Boston had traded with each other to get those two, you know? Like, right. It's got that added thing to it. Both ones in the West, ones in the East. It's going to be. If they, if they make it to the playoffs consistently and, mm-hmm. and make it to the finals, man, that's that's going to be a uh, that's going to be a treat. That's going to be oh, a fun yeah. treat. If nothing I else, mean, it'll, be a, it'll be a conversation yeah. for years to come, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we never got to see Kobe and LeBron, but uh, if we get to see this, I think we'll make up for it. Agreed. And on that note, let's go and take our first break. Can you listen so, to me now and listen to me? What we're gonna do is we're gonna say we're gonna say something like this. We're gonna say, "Hello, thank you for listening to the podcast." Next time you come here, you're going to hear it again. You're going to click play, and you're going to do it again and again. And then you're going to tell your friends. And after your friends listen, they're going to tell their friends. And then they're going to tell you that they listened to it. And then you're going to listen to it again because you're going to be like, hey, did something change from the last time? But nothing changes. It'll be the same thing. It's a surprise for you. Surprise is still the same podcast because it's been six days. And since we did the last one, and now there's going to be another one. And now it has been seven days, and there's a new one. And now you listen to the new one, and it will go in your ear holes, and it will come out your mouth. After you've had it in here, in your ear hole, you tell your friends, I have a new one to tell you about. And they will tell their friends and their family. And this time you will threaten them, and they'll tell them, listen to it, or I will punch you in your ear hole so you don't hear it next time. And then only I can hear it. And this would be counter to, counterproductive. And now you've done the opposite of what they needed to do. Because now they can't hear it. What are you doing? Don't do that. Don't punch anyone in the ear holes. Anyway, so you listen to the podcast and have a good time. And we're back. All right, guys. I know that baseball is very much a local sport. Most people follow the team that they like, and they don't really pay attention to baseball for the most part outside of that. But I want to bring up one player who has just turned the league on its head this year. Um, This man pitches and hits for the Los Angeles Angels. His name is Shohei Otani, and he's been doing things that we haven't seen since Babe Ruth. Um, Just to give you guys a little idea here. He has a 277 batting average with a 360 on base percentage and a 685 slugging for an insane OPS of 1.045. Like the fact that he's above one on his OPS is just ridiculous. But on top of that, in 12 starts, he also has a 3.6 ERA with 83 strikeouts. And overall, he has a league leading 4.8 war. This is a man who has just completely taken this league by storm. Shohei Otani. Alex, your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I, I think you said it right there. When when you're comparing someone to Babe Ruth, uh, I, I think that, that, you know, that's just a phenomenal comparison right there, and it already shows how much of a, a great player you are. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he's the past, uh, you know, three games, he's just been phenomenal. He, he hit uh, two home runs on, what, on 29th and 
another two home runs this past game with um with great base running. I didn't realize how fast he was. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of those five tool players. Yeah, he's yeah, up to 30, 30 home runs now. Yeah, thirty home runs uh, leading the league. Um, you know, it's just a phenomenal watch, fun to watch. And and you know, um, Babe Ruth only really had one good pitching season while he was leading the league in in, in home runs. Uh, so you know, we'll see if he can continue this uh, going forward after whoa, the other season. Whoa, did you just say that Otani is better than Babe Ruth? He could be. Is it what he you're implying? Well, if they keep him, but here's here's a tricky part. Here's a tricky part because the worst case scenario happened on June thirtieth when he allowed seven runs in the first inning and they had to take him out. So they took him out of the game, but in doing so, they're also taking away their best bat. And I just want you to, I just want you to know that coincided directly with the fact that the MLB has uh, removed or is no longer allowing pitchers to add substances to the ball before they throw. And oh, he had that, his, that his worst, first time? Yep, he had his worst outing ever right after that. Now, it's nothing against him personally. Obviously, most in most of the league was using those substances, which is why they needed to cut him out. Um, this is more on the league. You're not blaming the players for this stuff. The players just thought they needed it. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it looks like definitely Shohei Otani was somebody who was uh, affected by that. Yeah, so, and one, one quick thing on that. Uh, you know, I understand that, uh, you know, that, that's a substance that they use and all that. Uh, but it, it's also difficult for the pitchers to just change any 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 professional athlete to change something mid-season. So I think we have to mention that as well, uh, that difficult aspect. 100%. Uh, so, so, you know, not to say that, you know, he can't continue being good, but he's going to have to make some adjustments. Even even if he struggles pitching, uh, I, I think this guy's going to turn in a really, really solid season at the plate. He's already at 30 home runs. We're not at the all-star break. Mm-hmm. Let that soak in. You know, we're not we're, – we're post-steroid era, and he's he's hitting 30 home runs. He's in some pretty rare company at this point. No matter how this shakes out, if he can prolong this, if he can continue to play at this level, we might actually be able to say he's in the same company as Babe Ruth. That's really cool. Um, but he's got a long way to go to get there. Long he's way. got a long way to get to the Babe. Yes, um, he does. But actually, I, I, I want to give you, there's there's a great 538 article about Shohei Otani. And, um, and they have this little blurb in here from it. Um, and I just want to, uh, and I just want to read it real quick. His unique usage stats yields a litany of first since fun facts, most of which still exclude the Negro Leagues. He is the first player since 1952 to strike out 10 or more batters and then play a non-pitcher position. The first starting pitcher to bat second since 1903. The first player to lead off the day after making a start as a pitcher. And the first player since Babe Ruth in 1921 to start on the mound while leading the league in home runs. Is that 1921 or 1919? 1921. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly 100 years later. It's amazing. Like, it, it truly is. And I, I think that if he carries this, like, if he um, he could do this for a few years. I don't think he's doing it for his whole career, of course. You're, you know, it's just not something that that I think is sustainable. But for at least for the next few years, they're going to have that double threat. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm still going to struggle watching the Angels. I, I hate to say it because if this were the NBA or if this were another league and somebody was just killing it, no matter what, like I would be that would be appointment television for me. But for whatever reason, it's just tough for me. Do you guys have the same issues there? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's yes and no couple things here Mm -hmm. so this season he hits a home run at 10 percent of his at-bats yeah um that's pretty darn good (laughs) 
Yes, um, it is. But the other thing is, is he's <laughs> that's he's, why you he's not he's not just a pole hitter. The dude sprays the ball all over the field. Yeah, he... I want him on the White Sox. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that it'll, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. He continues this and, and does get MVP. Uh, but you know, I, I think we already mentioned it where he can't continue this throughout his whole career. But how long do you keep that up? Where your 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 best bat is also one of your your, your top you know uh, mm-hmm. pitchers in the in the game because if he goes down with an injury, that's two players gone. <laughs> two right, is gone, and you can't so, replace both spots. I mean, I, I know with with uh, Babe Ruth, you know, I think he only pitched for about five six uh, years of his of his career, and then he went, you know, just stayed as a you know a focus on on just batting. I don't know if that was a team decision or his decision, um, but uh, how long do you keep that going? What's what are you guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he can do it for at least, well, I, I hope he can do it for at least another five years. Um, obviously, if there's an injury that pops up, I, I almost can guarantee you they'll shut him down as a pitcher. Um, but as long as his arm stays healthy, you know, it's essentially fatigue is the only thing that's going to slow him down at that point. Chris? Yeah, once his war starts to come down uh, as a pitcher, I think they got to watch that. Once he's no longer providing as much of a an impact from the pitching position, they're going to have to take his bat because I think his his bat is where he's going to have the most longevity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it'll be a similar situation what what happened with Babe Ruth. It's weird that we're talking about someone who played a hundred years ago right now, and right. it's relevant. But uh, it's got to. I think you know if if I'm the GM of a team, I'm going to be saying, okay, you watch this real close, stay real mm-hmm. close to this. And when he starts to slip as a pitcher, we got to move and we got to make sure that, like you said, Alex, we limit the possibility of injury as much as possible, because, again, this could be a generational talent. But in baseball this time. Right. Right. You know, and uh, I don't think Babe Ruth ever threw for 101 miles an hour. So oh, definitely. Unique didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, very yeah. Unique talent. Very unique talent. This guy is this guy's so good. Babe Ruth only started two two games in, in 2021. I'm surprised well, you're saying. Well, I guess that's the stat, though. He started a game and also led the league in home runs at the time. Oh, he just had to start one game. Okay, yeah. I gotcha. All right. Yeah, he started on the mound while leading the league in home runs. That was the that was the stat. The last time he was a consistent pitcher was in, in 1919. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. No, that makes sense. And I'm pretty sure Otani is able to, like, once he's done as a pitcher, he's able to go out into the field if he wants to. So he doesn't, they don't have to bench him. Right. Yeah. They can do a double switch. Did, was Babe Ruth drunk also when he pitched that game in 21? No, but he had like 18 hot dogs. Okay. <laughs> hey, how did Babe Ruth lead the league in home runs with 11 home runs? Is that, is, is that weird? Oh, because before Babe Ruth, nobody hit home runs, Alex. He hit more home runs than most teams during his years. 11? Just 11? <laughs> That's, yes. Yeah, dude. A home run really wasn't a thing until he came along. He made it a thing. He essentially so, invented he hit a bunch of them. Yep. So everyone just focused on small ball. He did it so well that nobody broke his uh, record for another 58 years, you know? Uh, maybe even fewer than that, but whenever Hank Aaron did it. All right. Well, coming up next, we're going to have our first ever draft on this uh, on this wonderful podcast. This draft is going to be some of your favorite characters from the well-known, well-adored, and well-loved movie Space Jam. Um, not not this current crap that's coming out. We're talking about the original. Whoa, 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 whoa. Easy now. Yeah, we haven't seen it. Let's give it a chance. Let's give, let's it, a give chance, it a chance, bro. 
you know, I'm not going to see it in the theater, mind you, but I'll, I'll give it a chance. It's going to get on Netflix at some point. So anyway, stay tuned. The year is 1996. Pokemon had just been, been introduced to the world, as had Fox News. 1996, Bill Clinton was reelected, and the Yankees won the World Series. On top of all that, a film came out. Not any film. A film made by the greatest athlete who ever played the game of basketball. That man is Michael Jordan. And that film, gentlemen, is Space Jam. Let's talk some Space Jam. You know what? I, I want to do better than talk Space Jam. Let's, let's have a Space Jam draft. Let's figure out who our top Space Jam characters are. You want to make it your team? Oh, yeah. You want to make it the best characters you know? Go for it. But I want to hear what you think. Alex, Chris, we drafting? Let's draft. All right. So how many people are going to be drafting? Or how many characters? So we are going to, since, since there's only three of us doing this, we are going to actually draft a four-person a four slash toon squad. Gotcha. Okay. So here's my take on this, because we've got a three-on-three team with one, one bench spot. Yeah, so, I believe that's how the league happens, right? It yeah. isn't like the league. Don't they have three-on-three with a, a backup? I feel like that's the way this is going to go down. I, like I know it. what my picks are going to be. I want to know who's going to go first. I, I know my picks, and I have a, a backup plan as well. Well, that's a great question, Chris, and I'm afraid you gentlemen are just going to have to trust me because I have got a fantastic little website here that will be doing the picking for us. You don't have any and ping pong balls? Guys, no, no ping pong balls, no frozen ball. envelopes, nothing like that. Um, no, what I'm going to do is uh, this you, is going to be a getting into some conspiracy theories right here. All right. Oh, darn tootin'. This is a snake draft. So whoever gets the first pick in the first round will have the last pick in the second round. You guys all know how it works. All right. Lay it on us. What's that draft order? Let's do this. Christopher James Page, you get the first pick of the draft. Oh, that's what I'm Come talking on. about. Oh, Come on. I mean, Alex, we know who he's picking, right? We right, would know Alex, who Alex was picking. Let's see who gets the second pick and who gets two in a row. And Peter gets the second pick oh, of the draft. Oh, my. This is some BS right now. Alex, you are, but that means you have the first pick in the second round. Alex. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. I know what a snake draft your... is. <laughs> Forgive me, please. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and get started. Chris Topher, who do you have? Yeah, so this is tough because because we're talking about all characters from the movie. All anybody, human, Juanita Jordan, or yep, anybody. And here's the thing. I would think that most people would know exactly who I'm going to pick, right? This is a no-brainer. I mean, who else would it be? And if I don't pick that guy, I'd be shocking the world. He already said guy. It's definitely not Juanita, guys. You're going to shock the world, Chris? But I don't know if I could live with myself if I don't do it, so I got to pick. I got to do it. Do it. I'm taking Bill Murray. Oh! Shocker. What? (laughs) Shocker. All right, William Jefferson Murray is taken with the first overall pick. Have now, you guys heard the stories on Bill Murray? He's incredible. He just shows up in your house and does your dishes. Okay. I got to have him on my team. The Do you have Hawks. any specific Space Jam-centric reasons why he should be on your team? Yes. Yes, the pep talks. I need him there for pep talks. I need him for golf at halftime. Mm-hmm. I need mm-hmm. him with me. You know, I well, really love that when, when he was doing his pep talk, and then afterwards he's like, all right, all right, everybody, pause and wings in. I'm three. Yeah, you know what? You know what else I like about him? Mm-hmm. He's so funny. He's hilarious. What, what was your What was your favorite moment of Bill Murray in the movie? Uh, I think I think when when MJ gets sucked down the 
the the hole on the golf yes. course. <laughs> and he just moves on. Well, let's start talking to Larry Bird. <laughs> oh no, Chris. My favorite part was he looks at the camera that Wayne Knight's character, or yeah, Wayne Knight's character had. He's like, What kind of camera is that? Would you not point that at me? And he gets oh, all that's the right. Yes. That part just cracked me the heck Don't up. Don't point that at me, swats it out of his hand. That, that was hilarious. But uh, yeah, when he was talking to, to Larry Bird, like you mentioned, and Larry Bird's like, oh, you can't make the NBA. You don't know how, you can't jump. And he has like this shock, bewilderment face. <laughs> then he goes, yeah, yeah, let me go on, go on. <laughs> right. Like, no argument. How dare you, but you're absolutely right. <laughs> See, and, and the funny thing is, is that I don't know if he was shocked because hey, he was like thinking, hey, you can't jump. <laughs> So why are you saying that? Right, right. <laughs> I was watching directly towards him. I've watched this movie repeatedly with my kids who are nine and seven. And mm-hmm. and since I showed it to them for the first time, they they oh I don't want to watch this. And they watched it, they loved it. The first time they're like, Well, who's that guy? And I'm like, that's Larry Bird. And they're like, So can he fly like Michael Jordan can? Because his name is Bird. And I'm like, No. <laughs> Not no. even close. But no boy, chance. was he good. <laughs> Definitely a, yeah, a different right. form of playing, playing so on the first, ground, but still phenomenal. Still phenomenal. First overall pick right there. Bill Murray. All Bill right. Murray. Bill Murray it is. First overall pick. I, I'm not going to lie. I respect that pick. Thank you. All right. So for me, you know, th- this took a lot of thought, and Bill Murray was a great choice, by the way. I don't know that I can pick the one that we're supposed to pick either, Chris. It's tough, isn't I it? I feel like... As far as this movie is concerned, the man that we are not discussing but discussing, he he was kind of like a, you know, he needed there he needed to be there to get the job done, but he wasn't really the heart of that team. You know who was the heart of that team? Who was you know heart? who had the secret stuff? I do. That was our guy, Bugs Bunny. Good choice. That is my second overall pick of the draft. Bugs Bunny, the real star of the show, not only because he gets the best lines, but because after Michael Jordan had that awful halftime speech trying to get the tune squad back into it bugs bunny knew exactly what needed to be done he got the secret stuff and he made sure that the tunes were ready to roll Great not pick. only that the man saves lola bunny's life when that monster was about to absolutely pancake her i'm hey, gonna you go know what? just to be clear just to be clear peter before you yes, go please. on monsters are fair game in this draft correct oh 110 oh yeah but not yeah. as a group you have to pick your monster yeah got it and then anyway, in all fairness, yeah. I don't even know their names, so I won't be able to pick them. So <laughs> you guys hey, have <laughs> free reign on I don't, that one. I was gonna say I don't know their names either. I'm just the one, you know, the tall, goofy one. The, the one, the one the... that's supposed to be Patrick Hewing. Patrick Hewing. One. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh. still gonna say it. I'm still gonna say it. I'm making you a shirt that says Patrick Hewing. Hewing. Uh, but Sean Bradley, I think that's the only one that makes complete sense. Uh, who who he was, well, and and the Muggsy Bogues character, yeah, Muggsy Bogues, yeah, yeah, those are, those are tiny pretty guy. easy to figure out. But yeah, Larry Johnson, Charles Barkley, and Patrick Ewing's characters, at least the the Monstar version of them, it was just it was tough to uh, figure out. But anyway, that's my second pick, Bugs Bunny. Alex, you get the next two picks, sir. All right, so uh, for my first pick which is uh, the third pick in the draft. And like this individual was drafted, somehow he fell to the third round in real life. Uh, and, and in this draft, you guys are, are dumb. But I, I have to go with him. I, I know you guys did this on purpose. But I have to go with him. Michael Jeffrey Jordan is going to be my first pick. And uh, really, it's, it's only because I, I want him to be my friend. <laughs> I want to get to know him. Uh, and I want, I want him to give me shoes. 
because uh, this year in, in 1996 when this movie came out, his best shoe came out of all time, the Jordan 11s, with, with patent leather and beautiful bold colors. It was just, it was the best shoe. And then they come out with a whole bunch of variety of shoes and colors and North Carolina blue. I want him to give me those shoes uh, for free. I don't have money to pay, have to pay for them. So that's the main reason why he's my, uh, my first pick overall, but also because of his skills. Uh, great player and uh, the winner of the game when he extended his arm and he dunked. So, yeah, that's that's my pick. I mean, obviously, he is the best basketball player of the group, hands down, bar none, with the possible exception of Lola Bunny. I wanted those shoes so bad. I remember when those came out and uh, we went to a different shoe store and I got the Pippins. And they were about a third of the cost of the Jordans. So uh, I was a little jealous of my friends who had those Jays that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, those were nice shoes. That's a good point. I'm glad you brought those up, Alex. They were shiny. Shiny. They were shiny. beautiful. And, and that beautiful. was an epic, epic scene. Epic scene with, with him coming out just like that slow rolling camera all the way down to the shoe. Actually, no, from the shoes all the way up to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, epic scene. Epic, epic come out there. What was the song Genius that was playing? Move. Yeah, what was the song that was playing during that time? So I believe I no, it wasn't I believe no, I it wasn't that one. It was the other ballad though. Yeah, it was. That was a genius marketing move though. Honestly, putting those shoes oh, in yeah. that movie and and panning up from the shoes. I mean, in reality, move. in reality, that whole movie was just a whole market. I think they had Wheaties in there. They had Gatorade. Um, it was it was a whole thing. But really, it's just that soundtrack. That soundtrack that that that, that uh, movie had was was phenomenal. I think. Hit him high was uh, our jam back in the day, Peter. The best, the yeah, Monstars yeah. anthem. Who doesn't want to listen to that over and over again? We have Method Man on that. Be Real was on that from Cypress Hill. That was just that was just an epic song. You oh. know, white people rap while walking down the street. Exactly. Not only those two. I mean, you had Coolio that was also singing in that. Busta Rhymes, LL Cool J rapped on it. Like it was just an all-star song. It was ridiculous. I'm pretty yeah. sure that "Fly Like an Eagle" was the song that was playing when they came. That, that's uh, what it was. Fly by like Seal. Eagle. Yeah. yeah, it was hilarious actually. Seal was pissed off that uh, Bugs Bunny was in the music video, and <laughs> never forgave the director for putting Bugs Bunny. And I'm like, it's for a movie with Bugs Bunny. He's gonna be in your video. <laughs> I forget. Was Bugs Bunny in the "I Believe I Can Fly" video? Yeah, well, I don't know if he was in that, I believe. Uh, probably. I mean, was, the whole thing was just geared towards uh, the movie. It's so, so true. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. But, yeah, that's that's my, my first pick overall. Anyway, uh, so going back to my uh, first pick in the second round, um, I'm going to go with Lola Bunny. She just... You stole she, my That pick. was my pick. Dang Matt, it. She just had some moves. She had some moves. man. On I was Bugs between Bunny. her and Bill. And and I didn't know this. I didn't know this, but this was actually her her coming out party. This was her rookie year. I I didn't realize this was the first yeah. time she appeared. First appearance. Yeah, on anything. So yeah, Lola Bunny. She's uh she's a dominant character. She is. I was really she torn. Really... I wanted to pick her first, but I I you know I just heard so mm-hmm. many good things about Bill Murray, and I chose Bill. But man, I thought I could get Lola. I thought Lola would come back to me. That's what I was hoping for too. But the good news is is that there's plenty of good picks left to be had. Alex, Lola Bunny was fantastic. I, I totally agree with you. She was the most talented tune as far as basketball was concerned. She had the moves. She had the curves. She had it all going on for her. So well played, sir. Well played. Thank you. Now, pick number two in the second round falls to me. 
We've already lost Bugs. We've lost Michael. We've lost Bill. We've lost Lola. Who's left? Who is left that can carry the team? You know what? I'm not interested in carrying the team. I'm interested in results. I'm interested in somebody who goes the extra mile to get it done. And you know who does that? You know who went into a different galaxy to try and make his amusement park better? That is Swackhammer. My second pick in the second draft is Danny DeVito as Swackhammer the bad guy. <laughs> I absolutely love that man's attitude. I love his go get him attitude. He you, wants you know, those tunes. He's going to get those tunes. Go ahead, Alex. And the funniest thing is that he's doing this all for an amusement park. That's, that's it. <laughs> this yeah. whole movie is based off a criminal mastermind who wants to make his amusement park as best as possible. That's, Moron Mountain must live. Yeah, that's just hilarious. Hilarious concept. Oh, mercy. Yeah, the fact that this movie was written by four people just lets you know how bad <laughs> this plot is. But anyway, second pick, second round. I've got Swackhammer. Christopher, you're closing out the second round. Who do you got? Oh, this is tough. This is real tough. Um, you know, I I feel like there there would have been no Toon Squad without practice. And the only way they could have had practice was practice. with a good talking about, about practice. practice. Not a game. Not the game. Not a game. I'm talking about practice. practice. You can't have practice without a without a court to practice on. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I said, I In order to get the yeah. court to practice on, you got to have a good spit shine. And boy, did they have a lot of spit. But somebody had to clean up all that spit, and that's Tasmanian Devil. Taz is my second pick. Taz. Chris, can we? We hear your Taz. Oh, that was perfect. That was absolutely so. So you like Taz solely for his cleaning ability. Is that what you're telling us? I mean, he's a wild card. You know, maybe maybe he's cleaning things up or, uh, you know, maybe he's confusing uh, the Monstars or, you know, whoever I need him to confuse by spinning around him in a very tiny tornado shape. What's his position? What are you going to put Tasmanian Devil? His official position? Yeah, his official position. It's wherever he wants to be. I mean, I, he's a he's, wild card, baby. He's, he's a wild card. Listen, if the Tasmanian Devil wants to play power forward, fine, do it. Tasmanian Devil wants to play center, even though he's small, fine, do it. Because you know what? He's just going to spin in a circle anyway. He's going to confuse the big guys. They're going to they're gonna get their ankles twisted up. They're going to fall down. Can you imagine a center who's got handles? And cross somebody over. Have you seen that I recently? Can. Yeah. 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 I think what, he what happens? left in the last round. Yeah. So I'm just saying. I'm <laughs> picking the de- Tasmanian Devil. Now, second pick. Now, Chris, Great I, I want to ask Great you. Pick. Taz, he didn't do much in the actual game, though, nope. did he? Did, no, he didn't. Nope. nope. Okay. All right. All right. Just, just want to make Bill sure. Did Bill Murray do understand. much in the game? Oh, he did. Oh, my. Gonna... Are you kidding me? Bill want... Murray was like, he was the hog that held that team in place in the fourth quarter bill murray you're made right. the pass you're right he was he, he was cp3 in the fourth quarter of that you're game. right i'll give you that i'll give you that remember he had to ice down his knees afterwards it was so that was great when he left he was just like no no i, I gotta go and he just limped off the court oh i love that. i think that's where my inspiration to always ice ice my knees after playing a game of basketball came from bill murray my first overall pick was a long time coming. I feel like I've been thinking about this for 30 years. So anyway, okay. So mm-hmm. um, so I've got Bill Murray, 
and I've got the Tasmanian Devil. You do. Um, let's run this back. Peter, you have... I've got Bugs Bunny and Swack Hammer. Perfect. And Alex, you have... Lola Bunny and MJ. Mm. Okay. So far, that's yeah, that's pretty good. <clears throat> so I'm picking again, if I remember correctly here, because we are in a snake draft. Um, yeah. I will trade you my next two picks. Your pick. <laughs> I am going to take. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, whoa, no, 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 whoa! You're not even discussing this. No, nope. no trade. You're not even going to entertain this. No, this is this is ridiculous. No, because here's the thing. Growing up, I was a Bulls fan first and foremost. Mm. But when I was young, my second team was the Charlotte Hornets. And my second team was the Charlotte Hornets because of one special man who went by Grandma Ma. So I am taking the Larry Johnson Monstar. That is an extremely solid choice. All right, Peter, you're up. I mean, you just you just dropped a bomb on me with the Larry Johnson Monstar. That's that's tough. I mean, Taz, the Larry Johnson All-Star, and Bill Murray all on the same team together. I love it. I absolutely love it. Now for my next player, obviously I've got the Jerry Krause of my team in Swackhammer. All right. I've got my star in L Bugs. For this next one, I'm going to go with somebody who is not exactly a court presence, but at the same breath, he is a very big court presence. He may not have had a huge role in the Space Jam, but he's got a huge role in all of our lives. That man is Dan Castellaneta. If you notice, he was in the crowd at Madison Square Garden when the Monstars came to go say hello to him. Dan Castanelena, if, if for those who do not know, is the voice of Homer Simpson, as well as many other voices on The Simpsons. And he gave us a great Barclays killing us line during this film. So for that, for the Homer of it all, my third pick is going to be Dan Castellaneta. That's, that's, that's a very solid pick. I was, I was considering that pick. Uh, so that's kind of a steal right there in this round. For for my next pick, and and I'm picking him because he's he's definitely an underdog. Um, there were individuals that were wanted ahead of him, but they chose not to be in the film. With Debbie, uh, Chevy Chase, and uh, what's his name? Uh, why can't the guy, the guy in Family Ties? Fox. Michael J. Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Ah, yes. They were both chosen ahead of him, but they both denied to be in the film because uh, when they got the pitch of, of a, you know, a, a, a basketball player who's not an actor against uh, a green screen with cartoon characters, they did not particularly think it was going to be a good one. So they had to go. Where were they wrong, right? <laughs> they had to go with with uh, Wayne Knight, and I think he did. He just he played that role to the wow. T. Was, yes. was this was this about the same time that he was doing uh, Jurassic Park as well? Uh, Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park was actually out? the year before, if I'm not mistaken. Well, the year before, yeah, he was coming. Which out a lot the about. <laughs> <laughs> but, now, I I kind of um, I feel like they did him wrong in this movie. That scene where he gets blown up after he gets pancaked, and he does a little fart joke over there at the end. Yeah, I, yeah. I felt like that was that was really just that was a bit much. Don't you guys I feel mean, that way? It, it is a kid's movie. Uh, there's going to be a fart joke or two in there. So, and if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Wayne, uh, Wayne Wright. I mean, I he's, mean, Wayne Knight's used to be in the butt of everybody's jokes when yeah. Newman on Seinfeld, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Newman. That's, uh, uh, uh. That's a good pick, Alex. It's it's another solid pick. Um, like and, you know, so, I'm going to throw for, for my next pick. Um, I'm going to throw your last in... pick. You better make it count. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it out there. I'm, I'll I'll trade this pick for somebody else's pick. No, I'm not gonna do that. But <laughs> you're gonna trade down for the final what? No, I'm not gonna trade down. But uh, but I'll I'll actually draft uh, a name or producer throughout there. Uh, Juicer Catch Money uh, in the Roadrunner. He's Ooh. he's just fast. He just he's just a super <laughs> fast guy. I mean, if you give him the ball, you can't touch him. I don't know if he's going to do anything with the ball, but, you know, it's going to be hard to catch. So, uh, yeah, for my last pick and for a good overall team there, I'll, I'm going to go with the uh, the Roadrunner. All right, Alex, solid. Your team has got size, it's got speed, and it's got all the talent you need. I good like ball your movement. team, Alex. I'm good not going to lie. You've got, you've got a solid team. I dig you it. Really do. That's a good team. Now, if, are we playing basketball with this team, though? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> my only question. What are we drafting for? <laughs> this is a hypothetical. We need to get in touch with 2K Sports and see if that they can put these uh, characters into the game for us and then simulate out simulate right. out the uh, the end. So, Didn't they do that in, like, NBA Live 97 or something? Oh, my goodness. Apparently, they, they did it in 2K14. 2K14. Yeah. Get all the Monstars on your team. I'm going to have to get that. How, how does our producer game? know that and not any of us? <laughs> oh, it's, he's, he's making it up or he's Googling it. I think it's one or the other here. All right, Peter, your last pick. What, what's it going to be? Ooh, my last pick is going to go to the man, the only man on the court who did what only Michael Jordan could do before him. I don't know if you guys remember this, but during the movie, there was a character who did the free throw line dunk that Jordan did. And you would not expect it from this character because you don't really see him as an athletic person. But as a hunter, he busts his butt every day to try and get that wascally rabbit. And that's right. I'm putting them both on the same team together because some, you, sometimes you need that. That um, Sometimes you just need that kind of uh, what's dissonance in order to make it work. My guy is the Elma Bud. <laughs> Be very, very quiet. Good pick. So... Elmer Fudd, he's got the hops and he's got the shotgun. Good. All right. So round what recap your team again, Peter? What is it one more time? My team is the Bugs Bunny, Danny DeVito as Swackhammer, Dan Castellaneta as Guy in Stands, and Guy in Stands. So great. Guy in the Stands. You know, so great. He's great. And of course, Elmer Fudd to round out before. All right. What was Alex's team one more time? Alex has Wayne Knight, the Roadrunner, Lola Bunny. Michael Jordan. This is tough. Uh, so, so far I have Bill Murray, Tasmanian Devil, Larry Johnson, Monstar. Mm -hmm. And with my final pick, I'm going to go back to the beginning of the film, and I am going to draft the retired version of Larry Bird. Back retired issues and all. You, you taking Larry that? You taking Bird. that? Larry Bird. With because all his look, back issues and laying on the ground I don't care. and all that? I don't care. Oh. If Larry Bird went into the Toon Land, I feel like he could still shoot. I don't even know where we're playing. You don't know anything. What sport we're playing. You don't know nothing. <laughs> so, so, so assume that they're playing in the Looney Land is, is uh, quite, quite an assumption on your end. Okay. All right. Whatever. I don't even care. <laughs> I take it legit. Are we putting these teams up on uh, on our Twitter page and letting people vote on them? Can we get a oh, poll going to. there? Juzer? Juzer's nodding his head. It looks like we can get a poll going. It looks going to be, I'm going to vote for myself. I don't know if you guys know that. 
That's what I do. So like I like to win, so I vote for myself. I, so I say, you like to win, but all I, say I we do make is it a rule. Win. I say we make it a rule we cannot vote for ourselves. We have to vote for another team. No, I disagree with I that. Say, yeah, I'm gonna all pass right. on that rule. I don't I'm not a big fan. No, nah, I'm good. I'm going into the ballot and voting for me. That's Thank fun. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. You guys have fun? I had a great time. Thanks for hosting this way, draft. Our Twitter site is at the hardcap cast. That's also our Instagram. So please don't forget to, uh, to sign up and follow us or email us at the hardcap podcast at gmail.com. All right. Uh, thank you for that almost ending right there, but the phone's not over guys. We have Alex's trivia of the day. Let's hear it, Alex. What do you got? All right. So we're just talking about space jam. Uh, can you guys guess what's the highest grossing basketball movie of all time? I, I've got an idea. Chris, do you have an idea? Juzer, Juzer Cash, our once again our intrepid producer, has let us believe has, is leading us to believe that blue chips is the answer. It's not. Chris, what do you believe it is? I, I'll throw some names out there. You guys can just, No, no, no. I, I, okay. I, well, I want to hear this. Come on, Chris. You've got so the, hi, the highest grossing basketball film of all time. Of all, of all time. time. My my gut at at first would probably have gone to Hoosiers, but that's not my answer because I got to think about time and inflation. Indeed. You have to yes. think about inflation and dollars. Space Jam is the highest grossing basketball oh. of all time. Okay, so his his guess is Space Jam. Peter, what's yours? My guess is going to be. I honestly cannot remember the name of this movie now. You know, it's the one with uh, the white men that can't jump. White men can't jump. Is that that the one? That is my yeah. guess. My what, guess is my white guess? men can't jump. Right, right. And you, you know, there's that Every one. Day they're hustling. There's uh, there's Carter. Uh, that's another another solid basketball movie. Uh, but the uh, the answer to this uh, trivia question is Space Jam. Space Jam in 1996 was or and still is the highest grossing basketball movie of all time. I'm I'm glad we're saying this now because I think the the new Space Jam movie, uh, new whatever it is, is is gonna trumpet, um, after after this year. So, as as for right now, Space Jam is still the highest grossing basketball movie of all time. All right. So how much quest- how much money did it make? Uh, 250 million, 90 million uh, domestic, um, and it actually made over a billion in uh, merchandise. So, and I think that's where where Jordan got most of his cut from. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, um, there's that. There's uh, another trivia question, a uh, similar kind of realm, but we're just going to broaden it a little bit. What is the the highest rating, highest grossing uh, sports movie ever? Just sports movie. Uh, okay. It's got to be a football movie, I feel like. Um, but any, we're talking any sport, any sport at all. There's any tennis. sport at all. Just the highest, highest grossing sports movie. I believe I we're not... soccer with an ice ball no. on Titanic. I'm going to go with Titanic. No, it has to be Rocky. It's got to be one of the Rocky movies. And, and it's those, those movies are so good. Uh, but they were super popular, popular enough that a real statue was standing in Philadelphia. I have to go with a Rocky movie. I just don't know which one. If if it was up to me, uh, I, I would say Rocky Four. But You're, that's uh, a great movie. Great movie. But it's probably a Rocky movie. Peter, what do you think? I'm gonna go for uh yeah yeah no I'm gonna go out in left field here. I'm gonna go with Blades of Glory, everybody. Blades of Glory. Blades of Glory. That's right. That's, that's the Will Ferrell movie, correct? Yeah, the Will Ferrell John Hader vehicle about uh, figure skaters. 
<laughs> nice. Well done, well done. Um, so uh, this was kind of a trick question because um, I didn't give you all the information intentionally. And Chris, Chris was kind of going in, in the right direction here with the Rocky flicks. Uh, so it's it's not necessarily the highest grossing movie, but it's if you translate it to today's dollars, uh, it would have earned over a billion dollars uh, when it was released. That Rocky, the first one, is the highest grossing sports movie of all time. That's awesome. Nice. But that is kind of a cheat using the inflation it is, numbers. It is a cheat. It is a cheat. But, you know, Chris, it, it, it's, it's kind of funny because Rocky, using the inflation numbers, Rocky 1 is number 1. Rocky three is number two, and Rocky four is number three. Interesting. So interesting. it was it was all Rockies. It was all so I had to, I had to kind of sneak it up there a little bit. Uh, and for the last one, um, it'll be mm-hmm. a, a quick one because I'm just so Alex. Alex, quick, give you the can answer. You, could you clarify which Rocky came out first out of Rocky one, <laughs> three, and four? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see. There's, there's too many of them. Fine. No, never, never mind. That was a joke. Go on. Go on. What did I, did I mess up on the uh, the list? No, I just wanted to make you think you did. You, you oh. can move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the last one is um, on that same list uh, for the highest grossing sports movie of all time. Where does Space Jam land on the list? And and uh, we we got we kind of have to end this uh, quickly. The segment's gonna go a little bit longer, so I'll just give you the answer. It's twenty third. On the list of all times. What? Yes. So what you're saying is people like basketball movies less than other sports movies. I could be Um, saying that, or I can say it's it's kind of uh, interesting that it's a 23rd and Michael Jordan was 23. So either either way you you want to take it, you can take it that way. But probably pre-planned by Michael Jordan. Possibly, possibly. Pre-planned. On that, Scotty will probably know the answer. Oh, he'll know. Decided ahead of time. Once again, fantastic trivia questions. Do you have a trivia question for the fans out there? Uh, I'll throw one out there. Um, Let's see if we have some for them. Sure. How about uh, who is the only player, NBA player? I'm, I'm sticking to the NBA just because, you know, it's the NBA finals right now. It's to other sports later on. But who is mm-hmm. the only NBA player to win consecutive champ consecutive excuse me consecutive MVPs on two different teams. And this is for the this is for the audience, not for us. So correct. So, you, guys, you guys can spitball it right now for a little bit. I don't think you can figure it out, but um that's that's a trivia question for the week. I'll give you the answer. Consecutive uh, MVPs on two separate teams. On two actually I think teams. I know the answer. You yeah. underestimate me, you fool. Well, I will share I will share my guess next week. Okay. You can share your guess now. Nope, sharing it next week, but I think I know the answer. Sharing it next week. We're going to tweet out this question. Please make sure to uh, reply with your answers, and we'll we'll see uh, see who wins here. Once again, be sure to follow us on Twitter, at TheHardCapCast. Also, same for Instagram, or email us at TheHardCapPodcast at gmail.com. All right, so now it's time for everybody's favorite segments, the listener mail. We've got some uh, some regulars here and one new person. First question is uh, Matt from Hinsdale. And and by the way, everybody, I, I just want you to know that on our, our previous episode, the general note was to keep it short. So let's let's make this a lightning round. We'll, we'll get our answers out there and then we'll move on. But first, Matt from Hinsdale asks, what are your thoughts on college athletes now being allowed to accept endorsement money? 
Is it good or bad for the sport? Alex, what do you think? Good and bad. Um, they're finally getting money, which they deserve it. I mean, the mm-hmm. league, you know, the college has been using the likeness for, for decades, getting so much money, and they haven't seen a dime of it, which is terrible. But um, I don't know exactly how they're going to split it up because uh, you're going to have some star athletes and some substar athletes that are, are both, you know, stri- you know, need cash. Uh, but they may get a little bit jealous if, if one athlete is able to, you know, get money from uh, commercial endorsements and other and other things, and the other one's just still, you know, still kind of eating ramen noodles and, and not getting anything, especially if he's, a, you know, an offensive lineman or, uh, you know, some unflashy position, uh, they're not going to be happy about it. So um, as long as it's fair and everyone gets a, a decent cut, but, uh, it's about time that, that these athletes actually start getting some money. Chris? I would agree. I would agree. Does this lead to college athletics incorporating, uh, you know, agents? I mean, how far does this go? Because if, like like you said, Alex, are, are some players going to seek more? Um, my answer to that would be, if you're upset about it, play better. Be a bigger impact player. Get your name out there. Stop whining. I'm sorry. I believe you need to say that with some sort of accent, Chris. Listen to me now and hear me later. You need to stop whining. You need to get out there and you need to play hard. Matt, I just want you to know that this is a a good question. And I do believe that athletes are entitled to their endorsement money. You are entitled to make money off of your likeness. Um, In the sense that whether it's fair or not, unfortunately, that just... Fairness doesn't come into play when you're talking about your own personal endorsements. If you can make money off of your likeness and you're now allowed to via, you know, legally, um, then there's no reason why they shouldn't be. And, you know, maybe the entire offensive line needs to do a couple sponsorships instead of just one offensive lineman. You know, maybe that's how they can get the whole group in there. Well, you know, offensive line is not flashy. Fans, the nearest the nearest buffet restaurant may care. You're darn right. You know what I mean? Like there's always an option out there. There's always an option out there. Um, but I do believe in general it is good for the sport because what the NCAA has been doing has been stifling the players from being able to do what they need to do. Um, and yeah, I agree. It may turn into a pro, you know, just a collegiate pro league at a certain point because they will need to get um, agents and whatnot just to make sure that they can have all that handled. Um, it's changing the sport, but I don't think it's for the negative. No, I think, think it's great. Do you think that's going to keep uh, college athletes uh, in college? Do you think um... – we're going to see more four-year athletes no. instead of no. I don't think it matters. No, I don't. I don't think they're going to pull in enough money to justify staying in college over going pro. Some somebody say, "Hey, I'm getting some money and I'm getting a free education as well. Let me just finish my education and, and graduate with a degree." Yeah. Some might. The 110%. logical ones might say that. Yeah. But so, there's always going to be the call of the pros, and the pros are always going to give you more money. So especially for those players at the top of their profession, I. I I, I cannot see that changing very much. Especially when you look at how many scenarios a guy might have gone first or second overall in a draft. Let's just look at the NBA, for example. And if you stay in college another year, you're risking an injury, you're risking anything could happen and your your stock might drop. And then mm-hmm. when you're drafted, you're not locked into as much money as you thought you were. So everything could change. And so if you've got that great opportunity right now, you're going to take it. And so I don't see any scenario where somebody's going to stay in school. Yeah, sure. Logically speaking. Yeah. If I'm getting paid and I get a free education, great. But you come knocking on my door and I, I claim to be a very logical person and you offer me, Hey, 
here's this opportunity for you to go top five in an NBA draft, and we're going to pay you this much money. I'm thinking, you know what? I can finish school online. And that's the end of it. And I'm going pro right now. Yeah, I definitely hear that and, uh, and understand that. And you, you can also throw in possible injury in the scenario. You, you want your money before you get injured. But one of the reasons that I, I just don't, I've, I've never been able to fully uh, get into college sports is because of that, that constant high turnover. So I, I wish they could do something mm-hmm. to, to keep those players there uh, a little bit longer. Pay them. That's, that's the answer. If you want them to stay, pay them. All right. On to the next question. This one, once again, Chapman from the Bronx. Always happy to hear from you, Chapman. What is your favorite team mascot? And what is your least favorite team mascot? Chris? Benny the Bull. My favorite. He's hilarious. Especially when they updated him. I mean, the popcorn gag alone is worth the the ticket price. Yeah, the popcorn gag is, it never gets old. It's funny every time. Mm Mm-hmm. My least favorite. I gotta think on that because I knew right we'll off the bat who my favorite was. But come yeah. back to me on my least yeah. favorite. We'll do we'll do favorites first, then we'll come back to least favorites. Alex, who's your favorite mascot? I mean, I'm I'm an NIU grad, so I gotta go with the Huskies. I mean, those are cute dogs too, Chris. Chris Peter. Do they actually do they actually have a mascot though? Like some guy in a dog outfit? No, not a guy in a guy. I mean, they actually have a husky. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and does the husky like do tricks? What does the husky do? No, he just you know runs around. That's all you gotta do. Yeah, that's true. That that is kind of all you need for a dog. <laughs> I like it. But yeah, I'm I'm the same with Chris. You know, I in, I think none of us are kind of negative thinkers. We just hate some things, so it's it's hard, kind of hard to figure out what the the worst one is. Um, I, I hate... think I hated the big red from Western Kentucky when I was still in college because they were they were a rival of Western Illinois. Um. But to be honest with you, the worst is the Stanford tree. It looks so ridiculous. The Stanford tree. Yeah, the Stanford tree is the most pointless. Uh, but I, I, I can't think of a, a, a one that I dislike. They're all, they're all kind of, you know, there to excite you and, and make the game a little bit better. Um, I don't know why the Bulls have two mascots, but I need the Bull. And who's the other one? I can't remember his name. But uh, I, I forget his name, too. He's the puppy he's like, one. He's like... He's like Benny the Bull. No, Benny the Bull is a puffy one. So back in the day, let's start at the beginning here. Benny the Bull was round. He was a yeah. round gentleman. Benny right? the Bull was round. And then there was this in the mid-90s. They, they injected him with steroids. They came back with this like more fit-looking Benny. That, but it wasn't Benny. You're right. It had a different name. And I can't remember off the top of my name. head what it was. But he had different color hair. And then in the early 2000s, round Benny kind of went away and just became that balloon thing that people raced in and the other mascot became the main benny and then that was benny the bull so but now we the, have he took the name he he's benny name. yep the fit high-flying duncan popcorn gagging mascot that's benny but don't they have both of them now i could swear i've seen both of them in the game now the other one is called double and he is the one that does like the high-flying dunks he made his debut during the 95 96 season so his name is Double. Yeah, Double, mid-90s. and he's known as the Dunking Cousin of Benny the Bull. Dunking Cousin. Okay, so he never he never switched names. They never switched names. But anyway, I, I, I never liked the fact that they had two mascots, so I, I'll say that much. 
This is actually some very interesting information here. So, the bull does not have a tail like other bulls. He lost his tail while practicing his amazing dunks at the United Center. By not having his tail, the bull has been able to perform even more slam dunks and tumbling because his long, skinny tail no longer gets in the way. Uh, his performer, hold on, hold on. His performer, Chester Brewer, was arrested in 2004 for illegally selling marijuana from his car, therefore retiring the mascot. Wow. He got in, he got in himself in double trouble. <laughs> Double trouble. Boom! Yeah. Nail it. Yeah, so I, I guess uh, he's my least favorite just because I don't like the fact that he exists and he has no tail, which I, I don't know why they needed a whole backstory on that. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take the bull as my least favorite. All right. I love these rapid fire answers. All right, finally, Jamie from Silicon Valley asks Should Shikari Richardson be banned from the Olympics for failing the drug test due to cannabis? No, this is so sad. It was it's legal where she partook in this cannabis. Most of the country is getting on board with that now. And if anything, that's going to make you slower. It's not a performance enhancing drug. Let's get with the Times Olympic Committee. Let's get with the Times. She shouldn't be banned. She's incredibly fast. Let's get her out there. Let's 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 get something going. Let's get her back on the track, man. Let's get her back out there. All yeah, right. I absolutely agree. It's it's a simple answer on that. She should be allowed to run. Uh, it, it, like Chris was saying, is not a performance enhancing drug. Um, does does she know about it? Absolutely. She's handling it like an adult, but she should be able to run. It's it's unfortunate that uh, you know with the Olympics. They're not going to think, oh, we're missing one of our top athletes. That's, you know, that's that's never going to come into play with the Olympics. It's 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 always been, you know, uh, a worldwide thing, and they're going to be able to continue on without her. It's not even going to phase them, but she should be able to. Uh, and people are going to miss her, but. Oh, Alex, I, I kind of disagree with you there because NBC and specifically the U.S. Olympic Committee is going to miss her quite a bit. And they're the ones that suspended her. She wasn't suspended by the Olympics in general. She was suspended by the U.S. Olympic Committee. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't the International Committee. It was the, it was just the U.S. Committee. And yeah, that's because why they're still in the up. trials. Like, there's no reason for the Olympics to drug test right now. Each country is doing their own to- doping testing. That's why I bring up the fact that, that most of the country in the U.S., Mm-hmm. is getting on board with legalizing marijuana. You know, I mean, a lot of people need it for medical use. Um, and I can't fault her. You know, everybody copes in their own way. And we don't need to go into, you know, why she was coping. But people people sometimes uh, need a crutch. And nobody's perfect. But she's an incredible talent. She's very, 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 very good at what she does. And she should be allowed to experience her dream. This is, you know, for a lot of people, a once in a lifetime opportunity. And for them to take that away from her for something so ridiculous, I'm sorry, but they should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah, I mean, we, we can't completely blame it on the committee. She does know the rules and they're just going by the rules and, and everyone else hasn't smoked anything and, and been able to pass. So it was a mistake. I don't think it's a big enough mistake where she shouldn't be allowed to run, but it was a mistake. That's a valid point. You're right. She knew the rules, but 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 still, it's my job to disagree with you on this show, Alex. So I got to find a way to disagree with you somehow. I still that's that's our lifeblood, by the way, everybody. In case you hadn't noticed, and and, and these guys are agreeing way too much with each other. We're gonna have to work on that. I just want to point out in our logo. I love our logo, but 
Our logo does not do my beard justice. It By looks the way, a shout out crooked. to Matt from Hinsdale for that logo. Way to go, Matt. My my uh my cheeks uh aren't aren't shown properly either. It's just a little, a little bit more puffy in real life than they are in that caricature. I don't know about you guys, but mine is photorealistic. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely no changes whatsoever. That is just me. So that is it for the podcast today. Want to well uh, thank you all for joining us here at the Hard Cap. And uh, don't forget to reach out and chat with us on Twitter or Instagram at the Hard Cap Cast, or be sure to email us with any questions you have at the Hard Cap Podcast at gmail.com. And once again, I sincerely appreciate everybody listening to us. And, uh, and please, if you can, um, give us five stars, tell your friends about us. Um, you know, we're looking for all the help we can get. So please spread the word and never forget to listen to the hard cap.